fantasy and some flights. Exploring the realms of beer, board games, books, and bourbon. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy and Some Flights podcast. I'm Nelson. I'm Dalton. And tonight we have a special guest with us. We have Mike from Casters of Valhalla. How are you doing, Mike? I'm great. How are you, Nelson? Doing fantastic. So Mike is on to kind of talk to us about a game that he absolutely loves, which is HeroScape. And he put on an event called ScapeCon because Gen Con was canceled. So he kind of created it with with the community, but I think he kind of like pioneered it. This whole convention just around HeroScape. And so we wanted to bring him on and talk to him about that. But before we do that, Mike, go ahead and give an introduction of yourself Sure. So I'm a longtime member of the gaming community. Um, I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was in kindergarten. Uh, that was my intro to the hobby. You know, <laughs> grinded a lot of games of Yu-Gi-Oh! with my dad back in the day. I got, got a little involved in the local scene, you know, went to some tournaments, uh, went to, you know, a couple of like draft events and some constructed events with one nice. of my friends back in the day. So a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, in second grade, I actually got my first HeroScape set for my cousins, which was basically my second board game, right? Like I'd played some other stuff like Monopoly or Risk, but HeroScape and Yu-Gi-Oh! basically became my hobby for the next, I don't know, until like ninth or 10th grade. And that's when I started diversifying and expanding into a lot of other games. My next game from there was Summoner Wars, I believe, um, just because, you know, same designer. I know uh, that one. Not Yeah, not the same designer as HeroScape, but, you know, the, the guy that uh, went off and founded that, Colby Dausch, uh, or Dausch, or I don't know how to say his last name, to be honest, but he actually ran the HeroScape website, HeroScapers. He still owns that website. So he, you know, went off, create his own company, create Summoners, which is a spiritual successor to HeroScape. It's basically HeroScape kind of like with, with like a magic, you know, card game style um, thing going on. And so I got into that, starting into other games. I got big into some dead LCGs, you know, like the Game of Thrones LCG, all those, you know, Eric Lang designed. Eric Lang is my is the king of designers in my opinion. Um, so Blood Rage, <laughs> Rising Sun, all those dead LCGs. I just played the others again yesterday for the first time in a couple of years and loved it. Um, Arcadia Quest, you name it. If it's Eric Lang, I'd probably play it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, but still throughout all this, have you know, I got big into the Heroescape community back in 2011 was my first local event. And then 2012, actually, my dad and I went to Gen Con for the first time to play Heroescape. You know, we did all HeroScape every day for four days. And it was, it was amazing. So we just kept doing that. We did it basically every year until 2020 when the pandemic happened. Gen Con got canceled, obviously. Now we're in 2021. Gen Con was like kind of canceled, kind of not, you know, <laughs> and I guess before that, so I, I got involved on the organization side of things back in like 2017. I started helping run the events at Gen Con you know, my, my involvement spanned from helping pick maps to um, helping then pick events in like 2019. So then in turn it around like HeroScape. Yeah, yeah. So um, okay. I, I'm not working at all with like Gen Con, the organization, No, uh, That's like high level stuff way above me. Um, <laughs> but th there's a team of us that have run the events at Gen Con. There um, really it's three guys that were running the events from 2012 through about 2019. And then I started, you know, they started outsourcing stuff they want done, which after running my own convention, I completely understand. And I will be doing the same <laughs> um, a lot more in the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then in 2021, it 
we made the call to not run events at Gen Con just because Gen Con basically told us that we can't even guarantee you that we're going to allow in-person gaming. This was Mm -hmm. back in, you know, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say, um, but I think this is all fine to say. Like back in like March, that's when we found out from Gen Con, which is like, hey, we don't know that we're going to allow physical gaming at Gen Con in September. So then it's kind of like, well, we can't really advertise to people that we're going to have Heroescape events. We don't know what those events would look like because we don't know if we're going to have the space. We, we just don't know. We have no idea. So we made the call to not run events. And once that looked like a possibility, and, and I don't know how far we want to get, this is starting to move towards EscapeCon, but basically I decided to run... <laughs> I decided to run very similar to what we do at Gen Con, which is a bunch of events over four days, you know, about a dozen events with one big event, which we call the main event or the championship. Um, and we decided to do that our own way at our own little convention and call it ScapeCon. So that's that's a little bit of a background of me. And uh, I've played a lot of games. I, I go to a Dice Tower Con down in Florida, which in my opinion is okay, still, cool. it, it's still the king of conventions. I, I've never been to a better run convention. Oh, really? Okay. It, I can't recommend it enough. It, I believe it's now called Dice Tower East. Um, my understanding is that Dice Tower West and the crews and all that is also well run. But um, the one I've been to three or four times with my dad is Dice Tower East and just can't recommend it enough for anybody looking to play just, you know, a wide variety of games. Very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to dive more into ScapeCon and HeroScape just so that our listeners can kind of get a background and understanding of what HeroScape is. But before we do that, we on each one of our episodes, we are typically drinking either a beer or a whiskey or something similar. And Mike is joining us this time around. And so let's go ahead and hop into the flights and let's talk just briefly what we're drinking. And then we can go right back into the HeroScape. Dalton, do you want to start us out with what's on your flight? Yeah, I, I will be super quick, honestly, tonight. I am uh, again drinking Legion, which is the one I had on our most recent um, <laughs> our most recent board game episode. And so this this bourbon, it's the one that if you didn't listen to that episode, it's um, taking Jim Bean uh, barrels and it's being mixed by Shinji Fukuyo um, from Centauri Whiskey. Um, and so it's just a really delicious bourbon. I was just too excited to like not have it again. So two, two episodes in a row now. <laughs> That's fair. What about you, Mike? What are you drinking? So this is um, the Big League IPA by Harpoon Brewery. So it's like a 7% alcohol okay. content. It's um, it's pretty good. Not my favorite, but it works. Gets the job done. <laughs> so are you typically an IPA guy or, or do you like all types of beers? My dad's an IPA guy, which is kind of why I am. I've drank, you know, I, I started getting to, you know, I tried a sour recently and I liked it. So we'll, we'll see where I branch off. You know, I've also had, you know, I've had my fair share of PBRs and stuff like that too, you know, as, <laughs> but <laughs> the King, the, that one, a blue ribbon I heard. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if I'm going for like a, if I'm going for, you know, that level, I will go for like a hams or uh you know, if I'm in the Midwest or I'll go for Genesee out here um, in the East coast is Genesee cream ale. That's, that's like, those are both like, I think okay. slightly better than like a PBR. So I'll, I'll drink those for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> How dare you say that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually have, I, I have a great memory of, of drinking PBRs at my first game of Thrones LCG tournament back in like 2019. We, oh geez. Yeah. It was um, <laughs> a couple tall boy PBRs while playing the game of Thrones LCG. Um, for those that don't know, the game, game of Thrones LCG was from uh, Eric Lang and fantasy flight ran it and then they killed it in 2020, but or 2019, but I, I was able to play competitively for like six months before they killed it. So that, that was fun, but true to game of Thrones, they killed it <laughs> um, <laughs> unexpectedly and soon. So, unfortunately. 
All right, and then uh, I'll, I'll finish this off. I'm drinking the Lagunitas Daytime. It's not good. Um, so I, I talked about it on a couple episodes ago how I'm trying to do like lower carbs and everything. And this is another one that I found alongside of the other beer. <laughs> the yeah, other beer that I, I yeah i don't remember what it's called um but but this was another one that's a low carb ipa and it tastes way worse so i don't recommend it <laughs> so it's sad but well i'm having what i had I in the like. fridge so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i am too. mike's having something he likes we had to have one pessimist on the cast so right. all righty so <laughs> One one danger Excellent. of exploring the realms is sometimes you end up somewhere you don't want to be. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> exactly, yeah. It was a dogfish head. I don't remember what it's called, but I remember it's from dogfish head. But anyway, I think it played off of locale. Yes, yeah, something like that. But this one does have 0.6 less carbs per can, so... Oh, there you go. There I, you go. I can at least say I'm being healthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you want to call it. Sure. <laughs> Okay, so let's transition back to HeroScape. So, Mike, tell me about HeroScape, what it is. It's no longer alive. It's it's a dead game, but there seems to be this huge... Well, I don't know if it's huge. It's, it's a large community that still follows it. So talk to me about what it is and how we got to where we are in the HeroScape space. Sure. So um, HeroScape was a mass market game put out by Hasbro and then later Wizards of the Coast, which is also owned by Hasbro. Um, it was originally published in 2004, they transferred it over to um, ha- Wizards of the Coast and I want to say 09 or 08. And then they released four sets that were kind of crossover sets with D&D. Basically, they used the D&D miniatures line. If you guys, if you know, if the listeners know what that is, which is basically this pre-painted miniatures yeah. line. And they, they took those figures and repurposed them for HeroScape. You know, it cuts down on, I guess, molding costs. And also, I think they were trying to yeah. draw people into D&D too and draw people into HeroScape mm-hmm. from D&D. So they're trying to like kind of mix the things. Really what it is, is it's a two player, um, primarily two player. It doesn't have to be a lot of people play with, you know, huge maps with a ton of people, but basically it's modular terrain where it's almost like Legos. They connect and they stack. And so you've got these hex, uh, hexagonal tiles and you've got all different types of things, right? You got your standard like grass and rock and sand, but then you've got water, which affects movement and you have big ice glaciers and you have lava fields and you have jungle trees and evergreen trees and, you know, roads and bridges and all this stuff, castles and all of it, you know, you can mix and uh, mix it all together, create these really awesome maps. You know, you can create really cool scenic maps. Tournament maps are a little different, but basically they restrict how many sets you can use that way. It makes for nice balanced, dynamic gameplay with, you know, interesting decisions. So basically at its core, you have your army of, I would say anywhere from on average, like 12 to 18 figures nowadays, Um, you know, things have shifted over the years, but I would say usually you have around 12 to 18 miniatures against your opponents, 12 to 18 miniatures, fully pre-painted, you know, um, and basically you, you build your team, they build their team and you fight on this map. And that, that's kind of the crux of what HeroScape is. You know, the price point back in the day was nuts. It was like you would get a, the master set for, I think, 30 bucks at Toys R Us. And that would come with a, a, a ridiculous amount of pre-painted plastic terrain that, again, all connects and, and stacks and all that. You know, a huge mess of it with like 30 pre-painted miniatures and... Man. you know, 17 stat cards plus the rule book, plus the dice and order markers, you know, and, <laughs> and, and I play X-Wing, you know, and I spend 20 bucks on a, a single pre-painted <laughs> model. So, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. We go buy Eric Lang games just for the minis. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, and the paint jobs aren't amazing, but they work, you know, they're functional paint jobs. They're not as bad yeah. as like hero clicks paint jobs. If anybody plays hero clicks, you know, you know, those paint jobs, <laughs> a lot of them, you know, sorry to hero clicks fans, but sorry, yeah. they're just not good. Uh, I've seen a, <laughs> some of them might be right. okay, but you know, I have seen a lot of pre-painted mansions and hero escape does a better job of it. You know, not quite as good as let's say an X wing, but anyways, you know, so hero escape though has shifted. So, hold on. I, I got yeah. a question. Yeah. Sorry. Can I, can I cut in? You so we have some listeners and I know Dalton has played like a Warhammer 40k. And so when I think of like Warhammer, I think of, you know, you're building this army that's kind of your army and you get really good with this army. It's typically the same faction. It has set units and you don't really change them that much. Is that kind of how Heroescape is or is it kind of more modular like a Summoner Wars where you can change out cards like pretty easily? It's way more modular. And that's the upside of Heroescape is there are no factions. There are fa- there are units follow these factions but there's no restrictions other than one specific format and that's you know i'll cover formats in just a second but basically any unit can work with any unit any anything can be built together so there are about 220 i want to say units in the official game different units and that's insane yeah it's a it's a crazy number (laughs) it's so many so usually you'll have somewhere between 400 and 500 points to build your army, you know, and the units range from 10 to 225 points for the most expensive unit. So if I have 500 points, I could take units from two, three, four, five different generals um, or factions. And it's not like Warhammer at all, because um, Warhammer, my understanding, at least I haven't, I haven't actually played Warhammer, but I've played a lot of, you know, like X-Wing, you know, X-Wing is like, I have my Empire ships, I have my Republic ships, I have my um, Rebel Alliance ships, you know, they don't mix um, other than you know then people obviously yes there are some models that can be used across the faction but mm-hmm. anyways it, it's not like that you know and the other thing is you don't have the time investment of so i play star wars legion too and in legion you know same deal i have to build my miniatures i have to paint them there's so much time you're investing pre-game that right. you don't have in hero escape because it's i buy the squad of heavy gruts and it's ready to go you know mm-hmm. so you you'll you see a lot That's less cool. loyalty you know, in Heroescape, you'll see the people like I got known for playing um, heavy gruts or the orc army. Basically, I got known for playing that. And I still am kind of known for it. But I don't think I've played that army competitively in like five years. So mm. just because <laughs> there are so many other armies, there's so many other units, why would I limit right, myself yeah. to just one thing, you know, so right, that, that that's the beauty, you know, and back in the day, it was also really cheap to get everything relatively, because again, like, a unit pack, which would have two different units in it, like eight, seven to eight pre-painted models was 10 bucks. So you could, you could get all the crap for not that, you know, compared to anything else compared to a Warhammer compared to like, good luck getting everything for Warhammer or even X-Wing now, right. you know, <laughs> be a millionaire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a little bit more expensive now, if I understand correctly. It is. It, it's good. It is if you want everything and if you want, you know, so basically there are heroes that are their unique stuff, which you can only have one in an army. So you only need one copy. There are commons though. That's oftentimes you want like four copies of. And so, yeah, if you want four copies of every single in the game, you're going to spend a lot of money. But if you just want to get any, pretty much any top tier army, just like generic, really top tier army, you can get any top tier army in the game. still for like two, 300 bucks, maybe. So like people, it, a lot of the cost is in the terrain and it's in specific things that mm. are way overpriced. And I would never recommend anybody buy at least if you're <laughs> starting out. And I plan on actually at right. some point, I plan on breaking this down at some point for people to help because there is I a misconception. Like if you want everything and you want multiples of everything, yeah, you're going to drop like 10 K, but you don't need that at all you don't need to be anywhere yeah so 
you don't need to be anywhere close to that. You don't need everything and you don't need multiples of everything. You know, you can be smart about your purchases and you can get into the game, you know, much cheaper. I guess it would be the same as like a budget magic deck, except you're not building a budget deck. You're building literally one of the best armies mm -hmm. for like 200 bucks, you know, which is not cheap, but could be a lot more for sure. Right. Yeah. I, I guess the big thing I would spin off that then is just kind of how it's shifted over the years is so, you know, HeroScape was very one, you know, very big on the like let's have different formats and i think that's one of the biggest differences between it and x-wing and warhammer is in you know i i don't know enough about warhammer i guess to, to be able to say that definitively but in like in x-wing you know i points that i build my squad and every turn he basically is that i roll up with my 200 point squad and i'm just trying to beat the opponent right you know it's a 75 minute match i want to have more points on the on the board at the end of the 75 minutes HeroScape, there's like a million formats not not quite but <laughs> the whole thing is kind of you know we're gonna have all different point totals and we're gonna have all different rules in this one format general wars you can only use units from one general you know you have to pick and choose other formats are like key to the battle. Your units don't start on the board. Instead, we go through a process of placing units one after the other. Um, we did a we ran a format called Betrayal, where at the start of every game, you stole one thing from your opponent's army and made it part <laughs> of yours. Um, oh, that's cool. That's fun. It, it, it was it was a blast. Uh, I the meta was bizarre. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a decision right off the bat right there. Exactly. And so like when you're, building your, <laughs> when you're building your army, you're like, I want all my pieces to be good, but none of them can be so integral that if my opponent steals this, this other yeah. thing doesn't function. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah, you can't, you can't throw that 225-point figure in there because then you're just going to get rolled on because they're going to take it every single time. Well, and I actually thought that too. I actually brought a... So I only went two and two in the format, um, but my two losses were because my points made really good decisions. I brought a 210-point figure mm. that was app, though. Oh, wow, okay. I built my army specific so that everything else would be very good into that 210-point figure. So the 210-point figure is amazing into what they brought, hopefully, you know, just because it's a generically really good unit, but it's not very good if they steal it and try to, to use it against me. That was kind of, and, gotcha. and it wasn't, Interesting. it wasn't the most ideal optimized strategy, but A, I had a ton of fun with it and B, it worked pretty <laughs> well. So, you know, there, yeah. but the thing is when you're doing all these different formats and it's just this one little four round tourney, you know, people are trying to figure out the meta. People don't know the meta. People are trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. You know, it's just a very different, always evolving, always changing process. Then, you know, like in X-Wing, you know, we optimize and we optimize and we optimize. And then, you know, we figure out the counter to that. We're going to optimize the crap out of that, then figure out the counter, you know, it's, right. just, it's just a different process, you know, and we do, we don't really do that a whole lot in HeroScape anymore. The, the, quote unquote bring the cheese bring the best thing you know even our championship <laughs> even our championship is now reverse the whip which is every other round you know every every odd round you use your own army every even round you use your opponent's army so you have to be able to both win with your army and beat it oh, round okay. after round so yeah. you know so you, you can't just bring the best army right and and it really emphasizes player skill as well because you know there's a lot of yeah yeah. there's a lot of dice rolling in HeroScape, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of strategy in how you approach the games. And there's a lot of tactics too. a lot of tactics. It's also a game with order. Basically there are these order markers. That's one of the biggest, that's my favorite thing in the game is basically you get, you have four order markers, a one, a two, a three, and an X. The X is just a bluff. 
at the start of each round, you, Ooh, okay. you decide what you're going to do by putting, let's say I put my order marker one on this unit, my two and three on this other unit, and my X on this other unit. My opponent just sees the backs of these. We roll for initiative. Whoever goes first activates their unit one, then the opponent activates their unit one, then my two, your two, my three, your three. So right off the bat, every single round, there's these interesting, you know, and the top tier armies and the bring the cheese doesn't use this. It's basically, I'm going to go all in on one unit, but when you're playing these other formats, mm, okay. it, it gets a lot more into the strategy of how do you place these order markers? How do you use your units? In what order do you use your units? What matchups do you want to get? You know, I want to get this unit against that unit, but my opponent has that unit, which is really good into this. How am I going to mm. sequence my stuff? How am I going to bluff? How am I going to position so that I get the matchups I want and you don't you know and it's really fascinating really deep experiences that you can get out of this <laughs> and this was a game designed for eight-year-olds this is a game with like two rules you know it's like <laughs> so right i personally it, it's, I, it's really interesting because i think like you you've been describing like this order markers and all of this where this this bluffing you have to try and figure out what the meta is for the army because you can't just bring the best army it feels like there's so many like decisions that happen not necessarily in the game itself. Well, there are a lot of decisions, but before that, even like how how are you? What what unit are you going to take? And it just feels like there's there's this whole meta game behind the entire just tactile moving dudes around the map and you know trying to kill them. And so it's it's interesting. It's crazy. Well, and it's it's a game that grows with you. You know, if you're an eight year old, you just want to roll a ton of dice, smash big into each other. You know, and like this is a game where you've got it, it's anachronistic for anybody <laughs> that doesn't know. You know, you've got revolutionary war soldiers you've got roman legionnaires from you know back in the day you've got you know futuristic agents you've also have like robots like what if robots invaded you also have this alien race you have but then you also have everything fantasy you have dragons you have elves orcs like any yeah. name it's all in this game interesting you know? so yeah well, I'm 28. And I still want to just do the big monsters and smash stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> and we and we have a format for that monster mash where you have to have a certain amount of points. I love it so much. Big units, you know. So, so it's just there's formats for everything, and it just it grows with you. That that's the big thing with the game is there are just so many levels. You know, it's like an onion, and that's why there you never can get you know you can never get bored with it really. Right. You know, you can just keep playing it, keep playing it. It's just going to keep changing and evolving. So yeah, it's amazing that you guys are able to accomplish that when they're not actually coming out with new content for it. Right. Cause that's what keeps a lot of these games interesting, right. Is that Warhammer yeah. will roll out a new rule set. They'll roll out a new codex for a certain army. And all of a sudden the meta just gets tossed and everybody has to figure it out again, but it only takes a couple months. Right. And so every like handful, a couple times a year or something, they have to like shake things up um, or else it gets kind of stagnant. Right. You guys have found a way to do that with HeroScape when no new content is kind of like coming out. Right. And there is a customs group you yeah. know, for anybody that that, you know, follows like, let's say, Netrunner or the Star Wars um, trading card game from like Wizards of the Coast. Like there are these groups that create in those games, like custom cards to, you know, push the metaphor and stuff. There is a group that does that for HeroScape that's very popular as well um, mm. called VC Valhalla Customs. Basically, they um, have created, I think, around 150 units um, on top of the 220. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it's a lot. And those are popular, especially at like local scenes. Um, a lot of gotcha. locals use yeah. those those figures. So and we, we did allow a couple a couple of the formats allowed the use of those customs at ScapeCon too, but we um it, it's not in every in every event thing because you know, again, you can shift what's good and how to play the game so much without them anyways. And like if, if you 
both shift it drastically by changing the rule set and then also add another 150 units in. It's like good freaking yeah. luck having any clue what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good point. All right. So you, you've mentioned a couple of the different types of events already, but talk to me about what ScapeCon was. So you said it was in place of Gen Con. So was it an online event? Did you meet? I, well, t- tell me, tell me kind of what it was and how it happened. Yeah. So sorry, I've probably been rambling some, but basically, um, you're fine. <laughs> I can <laughs> tell you're passionate just, about it. Yeah. We, we got to ask questions and you're supposed to ramble. That's, that's so perfect. If I had to say, so ScapeCon was in person. We ran it at a, at a hotel in Indianapolis, actually. Um, we kept it in the same city just for, for a number of logistical reasons. One being that the guy that supplied the terrain, which was like, I don't know, 23 or four maps worth of terrain uh, lives in India. Wow. So that is, wow. <laughs> that is the terrain owned by the hero scapers. It's hard to transport. Exactly. So, you know, it just, it, we were, I think 10 minutes away from his house. So it just made it nice and easy. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, I guess if I had to say what ScapeCon was based on, it was basically from my, I, I've been to a number of conventions. I've been to Gen Con, Dice Tower Con. I've also been to some other ones like PAX Unplugged, um, Total Con up in Framingham or Massachusetts somewhere. I went to Polar Vortex out in Chicago area. Um, so I've been to a number of conventions and really our, our, you know, our kind of thought was let's take the best from whatever we, you know, from our different experiences and try to make the best event possible, you know? So, so we mainly drew upon two, you know, it was basically let's take the HeroScape events from Gen Con and let's merge that with the everything else, basically from Dice Tower Con, right? Like Dice Tower Con is is the crown jewel. It's where you're in a hotel, you're staying there, the food is there, the gaming is there, everything happens right there, you know, and that That's one so cool. stop, that one, yeah, that one stop shopping was kind of our thought is like, let's do that, but with HeroScape events. It's nice to have everyone there because you, you're, you're in it, you're together. And so like, even like maybe after your matches, you can still hang out and then like kind of build, whereas Gen Con, you kind of disperse right? You have to go back to different hotels, go back to your house, go play something else. But it feels like it was a lot more of a community feel here. Yeah, exactly. I would definitely say that because, you know, we're eating meals together at Gen Con. It's like, I, I finished this tournament. I've got an hour to go get food before the next tournament. So I've got to walk 10 minutes to the food court, grab my food, walk 10 minutes back. You know, you're wasting so much time, you know, and everybody's doing their own thing. You know, maybe I'll grab food with, um, you know, my buddies for one meal, but then they're off doing something else for the next meal. You know, it's just, it's just a very different experience than what we, what we facilitated, which was basically, look, our, your cost to come to SkateCon is, I mean, you've got to pay your own travel to the place and you got to pay your own hotel rooms, but your cost is basically then just the cost of the food from the hotel because they catered it. Basically they had a room right next door with about eight big round tables with the buffet was out there ready for us. Every single meal, you know, the hotel was awesome about working with us about the the times, you know, if, if a tournament was running a little over, we were able to push back the food a little bit. That way it would be nice and fresh. It worked out amazing. You know, it was literally like, let's just walk right out this door and right into the next door in the same hallway. And we're into this catered, catered meal for every single meal so um the badge price again was literally just the meals and then a bit of pride you know a good bit of prize support um but it was supposed to be a very community feel because everybody's hanging out together everybody's eating together you know nelson uh his 
his brother actually is, is one of my good friends that I've known for like a decade <laughs> now from playing Heroescape, him and, <laughs> and his cousins. And basically, you know, they were up in my room till like 3 a.m. one night. You know, it was just, just <laughs> it, it kind of was a bad move the next day when we woke up and it's like 8 a.m. <laughs> but it was, it right, was, yeah. It was great when we were doing it, you know, so it was just, it's all that community feel of like everybody's hanging out, everybody's eating together. It's, it was just amazing. So I think what I, an event that I want next year as like a guy who doesn't know how to play Hero Escape is just like, like <laughs> almost like a coached event, right? Like put me and Nelson against each other and like Mike, you'll Ooh, be my coach yeah. and like William can be Nelson's coach or something like that. And then it'll be two idiots playing each other, you know, <laughs> with like a little bit of help. <laughs> and, and the thing is, you know, next year we're going to have a lot more, hopefully we're going to put more emphasis on less, not less emphasis on tournaments, but try to encourage some other stuff to happen, be it other games or be it stuff like that. You know, like if, if somebody wanted something like that, you know, I, I, I considered, you know, maybe running some sort of lesson event where myself and a couple of the other players that are really experienced cool. there would do some, something actually very similar to that. And then we just, we didn't do it because I mean, first of all, I didn't float it to anybody, but I was just kind of like, well, I only had three months to plan it. Didn't really have time to figure everything out. So that it, it didn't end up happening, but yeah, something like that absolutely could happen in the future, you know? So, uh, and one of the things that I, I just want to hop in, one of the things that I really enjoyed about you putting on the ScapeCon is that you were able to live stream some of the games. And so like I was able to watch my brother and some of my cousins play in some of the games, which was really cool. And what my recommendation, and I've already talked to my cousins about this is if you can get commentators for that, I would absolutely love it. Cause I have no idea what's going on. I just think it's kind of fun to watch, but you put commentators on that and I'd be glued to my TV. Cause I, I would just love that. Yeah. I mean, and so it was actually your cousin that was, that set up the stream for me. We had two other people recording stuff as well. Um, but, uh, we definitely are going to, I guess I shouldn't say definitely because at the end of the day, it is all up to your cousin to make it happen, <laughs> but I am strongly pushing your cousin to get that open running for next year so we're going to hopefully have a commentators yeah, booth at the other end and and we'll definitely be we'll definitely be commentating some games <laughs> that's so fun so how many people came to this event it was 38 people in all so we only that's had crazy. that's so cool yeah for a dead game <laughs> <laughs> extremely successful man congratulations thank you you know and we only had three months to basically um we found out Gen Con wasn't happening at the end of march and we dropped the announcement on april 3rd i want to say or maybe april 4th and and this ended up happening on like july 28th or something so mm. it only had like three or four months to, to plan it all prepare it you know get everybody on board so it was like me making calls to a bunch of people making calls to nelson's brother and cousins making calls to a bunch of other players that have always gone to gen con you know and basically saying hey i've got this idea i need you guys to back it you know i need to drop this announcement with a bunch of names behind it that way people know a it's legit because you're asking people for th like 335 bucks you know i need people to know it's legit and i need people to you know right yeah to come and you know we we ended up having a great turnout of of it was a lot of people that have been to Gen Con awesome. a lot of times but we had you know i don't know maybe half a dozen people that had never been to a gen con before so Really? Okay. That's, that's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, some of it really has fun. Yeah. I mean, some of it's like financial, like for example, my, my best friend forever uh, who lives in my town has never gone to Gen Con for the financial side, but we brought him out mm -hmm. in his, um, we, we, we just drove him out and he, he stayed um, in our room. And then, uh, 
basically his cost was just the badge, you know, 335, all inclusive. He didn't have to open his wallet at all. You know, there's no hidden costs or anything. Once you're in, you're in. Every event is paid for. All your prize support is paid for. The meals are all paid for. So, um, So we brought him out. And then there were a number of other guys that had, you know, some of them were like planning on going to Gen Con for the first time in 2020 and then COVID hit, you know, and then, so they mm-hmm. didn't go, couldn't go in 2021. And they were like, let's go to this. So, so I, you know, and ScapeCon yeah, 2, really cool. ScapeCon 2 will be happening. And I've, <laughs> I've already dropped Good. the announcement. We've already, ha- we already have about 25 commits with like eight maybes with, wow. and this, this is with no details. That was all within like 24 hours <laughs> with no details. So it was just like, people are going to come back, which is, which is awesome. So that's a sign of success right there. Like that, that, that tells you that your event was successful. Yeah. It, it went really well. There are things I wish had gone a little better, but we're, we'll do better next time. You know, there's always growing pains with anything <laughs> like this. So, yeah. So you talked about the individual events, but also talk to me about some of the things that were going on outside of that. So we kind of talked about the meta game with like, you know, you're, you're playing the player a little bit with what armies you're going to bring, but I like you had a prize table and was there a fantasy draft or was my brother just like messing with me <laughs> I, I couldn't tell <laughs> so yes to both i guess i'll start with the yes um, good <laughs> let me hold on the prize table for now let me i'll, I'll talk about the other things okay yeah do. so i'm a yeah, moron yeah, yeah. i'm a moron and i love doing stupid things uh like before an event <laughs> um, so your cousin actually is the one that set it up. We did a fantasy draft, which we've done in the past at Gen Con, where basically <laughs> every player, for, for just the main tournament, every player had a point value assigned to them based on previous main event performances. And you got 60 points to pick five players. You need to pick exactly five. <laughs> and you would get points awesome. on how many wins they got on day one. Because basically, it's a two-day event where you have, you know, basically everybody that went four and two in the first day made the second day cut, which ended up being 13 people, single elimination for day two. So, you know, you got points based on how many wins each of your guys each of your players got on day one then you got points on how deep they went in day two right um so <laughs> that's awesome. that was one thing we did another thing we did was bet i i set about 20 different uh, things to bet on and i set lines for them like he's <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> so i I run Casters of Valhalla, which is the competitive HeroScape podcast. And um, actually, Nelson's brother and cousins are on that with me. That's like four of the four of the five are us. And so I basically had people bet on like, for example, which one of us is going to do the best over the weekend? Conversely, which is going to do the worst? <laughs> Will one of us win the championship? Spoiler, one of us did win the championship. Um, <laughs> we, we, we bet on like the formats, you know, like how many points of like this type of figure will be brought in this format, you know, over under. It was, it was a bunch of over-unders, you know. That's awesome. So I said all the lines, and I managed to lose um, for what it's worth. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, so you know it's fair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think I need to make it a little less fair in the future. Um, but <laughs> So we did that, um, and, you know, we had prizes for that as well. I, I feel like there might have been one other thing we did, but that, oh, we also ran a map contest. Um, your cousin, again, Nelson actually ran the map contest where basically, you know, there's a map pool each year. This year we had, I believe, eight maps in the pool, which is basically anywhere from two to four copies of each of the eight maps across all the tables. And, you know, you Got don't it. know. Okay. Map- you don't know which map you're going to play on each round and of each event, but you just know which maps you might play on. Again, these are supposedly pretty balanced maps that promote good, interesting gameplay. And so we ran a contest and we basically asked the community, Hey, using these parameters, 
um, build build maps, and we're gonna you know we'll we'll play test. Oh, the, that's cool. We'll play test the top three or the top map or whatever, and we'll test any others that we think look good, and maybe make some tweaks. And we did that, and we included I think three maps from the contest, so that were entered. Yeah, oh, that's really fun. And I think about like that's twenty awesome. maps. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like 20 maps were entered into the contest. So, you know, we, we got the community at, at large involved. And that, that's kind of the point of all this, right, is to get everybody, you know, involved in, in the whole thing. And yeah, that was so so that was one other like small other event, you know. And then at the con, we had some other stuff like we had nice. uh, we had some other games like we had pitch car set up and we had, you know, nice. stuff like stuff like that. You know, in the future, hopefully we're going to have like an Ashes tournament for anybody that plays Ashes, the, the card game from yeah. Planet Games. So that, yeah, the new that, version or the revised oh, yeah. or yeah okay <laughs> it, it's, it's, i've been playing it a lot it's fantastic so <laughs> good 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 um you should have a summoner wars tournament as well i i would definitely be down for a summoner wars tournament i'll need to borrow 2.0 product or buy my own 2.0 product i guess or we can just do 1.0 i have everything so i can i can do 1.0 <laughs> but yeah we'll, either way i'll show up nelson and i talked at length actually about um summoner wars 1.0 and 2.0 and uh at steve yeah. con actually nelson uh, came in for for it so now for the prize table that isn't really my uh, all this stuff if you notice the, the common thread for everything is me stealing ideas from other people that are smarter than me <laughs> um <laughs> for example the uh the betting was stolen directly like that's the a, a big x-wing podcast does that for x-wing events so i was just like oh that's gotcha. fun i'm gonna do that or like <laughs> the, the heroes Gate fantasy draft again back in the day was not and same with the map contest oh that hasn't been done in a while let's do it again so gotcha prize table was the same no difference there um basically there were door prizes that you got just for showing up and the big thing that we did for the first time ever here was the first time ever in the HeroScape community was alternate art cards. Now that's a big thing in a lot of other games like the FFG games and right, yeah. really any yeah. collectible game is, has these alternate art versions of the same cards as prizes, right? You know, it's just something that incentivizes you to go and it's just cool swag that you get to use that doesn't have any actual value. So we, we got 12 different HeroScape cards made up as alternate art cards. My buddy, Tommy. That's so takes, cool. Yeah, he, he takes awesome photos of figures in real life settings. So he lives on a farm. And so he was like, oh, you know, over on this river, I'm going to take a photo of this squad that clones in water. This like alien squad that can replicate themselves if they're in water, you know, or like the dwarves, he put them in front of like a, looked like a cave, like really cool things. Awesome photos. He does the same thing for X-Wing actually. So him and then, you know, got another guy basically updated the cards. So we, we got 12 of those printed up, 12 different ones. So we gave out three as door prizes. We gave out another three actually for like an early sign up incentive to get people to sign up and commit to coming to the event before we became responsible. My, myself and my dad became responsible for the <laughs> card yeah. before that became non-refundable. Uh, and then we had a prize <laughs> wall. Yeah. And then we had a prize wall, which was basically like Chuck E. Cheese. Or in the gaming context, if anybody has gone to any big um, Fantasy Flight Games um, events within the last like three years, you probably saw the same thing, which is their Chuck E. Cheese prize wall of you know cards and stuff, where basically you get tickets just for playing games and you get tickets for winning games and you 
go to the prize wall and you turn in these tickets for things just like Chuck E. Cheese, you know, first come, first serve, yeah. bunch of different stuff on the prize wall. And so we did the same thing. You know, it was basically every game you played, you got a ticket. Every game you won, you got a ticket. So if you went 2-2 in a four-round event, you'd get six tickets. And six tickets was enough to buy you one of the alt art cards. And like, you know, 12 tickets would buy you this figure. And like 40 tickets would buy you this really expensive figure, you know? So we had a bunch of people donate stuff. And That's so cool. Yeah, it, it was it was a huge success, you know, and um, I didn't know how it was going to be received. Just like, I didn't know how the alternate art cards were going to be received. Cause it was just like, this has never been done before. But my opinion is, you know, if people are already paying the money to come out, they're paying the money for the, the meals, they're paying the money, um, you know, for hotel lodging, for travel, all that stuff. I may as well prize it as best as I can and make it so that they will walk a bunch of stuff, you know? So we did custom t-shirts. We did, you know, we had custom dice bowls. We had custom dice. We had custom, sets like one of the terrain sets you know i commissioned a couple sets of those to be made to put out on the prize table so that just you know people can wow. walk away with just you know a decent amount of stuff just for showing up and playing a bunch of games so yeah that's incredible i yeah i when i saw that prize table i was immediately like in awe not necessarily in awe but i was just like that kind of stuff just really i love that kind of stuff and so i was really excited to see that i know that my cousins were really excited i think one of them got the custom i don't know if it's the custom but he got a jungle set he was really excited about that and so it was just kind of cool to see kind of like you win even if you're not winning because you get the ticket just for playing the game and then you can go get cool swag and it was just like a really nice addition to kind of top everything off i thought so, yeah, for sure. Really like, cool. kudos to you, man, because that's a that's a lot of extra work on your end just to kind of like make yeah. that prize table happen at all, and to have the ideas for it, and to kind of like, like you said, your commission and stuff and everything. And and I'm totally with Nelson that like, okay, that prize table works in this setting because you have the same group of nerds who are gonna like love that exact type of thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Prize table, right? And it's so, and so they really get to benefit from the fact that you are someone who's organizing it, but you're not organizing it to like make a buck, right? You're organizing it because this is a passion of yours and something that's really interesting. So you get to, you're the exact right person to be designing all of these like fun types of prizes for them. So that's, that's, that's really well done and really cool. Thanks. Yeah, I'm kind of, um, a lot of these guys are very solely HeroScape players, you know, like basically they only play HeroScape or primarily i'm in the i'm in the right position where i've done all these other games i've seen what's worked and i've seen what hasn't worked so i've been able yeah. to really you know even though i'm only 23 i've able i've been able to really use my experience in all these other you know areas of gaming to to try to you know just piece together the best aspects of a lot of things you know and i um so i already have a cu- another couple ideas for prizes for next year um that, <laughs> so so the prize sale is just going to keep growing so well, I mean, this sounds amazing. So you said that there's going to be a ScapeCon 2. Do you know when that is or where people can find information about that if they are interested in maybe joining up? Like I posted some stuff on Instagram um, just like while I was there. I posted some stories and everything. And I had a lot of people reach out and they're like, I had no idea that this was a thing. I HeroScape's still around. Like I used to love this game type, type <laughs> thing. So tell, tell me about how people can find the community, find you, find ScapeCon 2, or just kind of get engaged more with HeroScape. Yeah, so the best place people can go is heroscapers.com. That is still the community site. Um, it's still very active. There's there's anything from maps to competitive armies to customs to you know millions of customs to events to everything. And there's an event section there. Um, there's a subsection there for ScapeCon. If you go there, you can see um, ScapeCon 2. We, we've announced it. It's July 13th to 17th of 2022 at cool. the same... At, at the same Holiday Inn Express that, or not Express, not Express, Holiday Inn something um, <laughs> in, in Indianapolis. Um, again, it's going to be 
it's actually gonna be five days this time. We're we're starting it officially on the oh, Wednesday. Wow. <laughs> um, so Wednesday through Sunday. That's awesome. Hopefully with a decent number of like other games as well that we're gonna support. You know, I've gotten into Flesh and Blood. I'd love to play some Flesh and Blood there too. Um, spoilers. Uh, I'm figuring out whether it's worth investing in in some of the more expensive <laughs> products, but um, I'm yeah, chickening right. out a little. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> So I would go to heroescapers.com. I would go, if you go on Facebook, there's also Heroescapers group on Facebook with like 3000 people or something. So it's fairly substantial. Um, there's a discord as well that I, I don't even know, how, like it's hard to get into just because nobody knows where the access link is. You, <laughs> you basically have to find somebody that's already in there. Um, it, it's, it's kind of nuts, but anyways, go to heroescapers.com. You'll, you'll find everything there. And yeah. I would say just start posting and just start reading everything that's happened. You know, anything you could want is basically on hero escapers um, yeah, from again, from maps to units, to strategy, to, you know, power rankings. Like I have a set and some other people have sets of power rankings, you know, like what's best units, what's the worst unit, you know, and obviously we spend a lot of time arguing over that pointlessly and, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I would check out, check out hero escapers and the Facebook group. Those, those are my two recommendations and stay away from all things hero escape. If you're buying hero escape. <laughs> so if, if you want to buy Sounds hero escape, like yeah, go, go on hero escapers, go to the sales and, uh, trades sub forum and buy there. That would be my recommendations. You can find okay. people selling for really, really reasonable prices. And, uh, yeah, that's good. Well, Mike, it was fantastic having you on. It's really awesome to hear about this game that you're super passionate about and the awesome event that you put on ScapeCon. So it, it was really cool to hear about it. I'm excited to hear more about ScapeCon 2. It's going to be bigger, better, badder than this last one. So <laughs> it's going to be impressive. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. So you said that you had a podcast. Do you want to plug that real quick so that people, if they want to hear your voice more, can know where to go find you? <laughs> Well, uh, they probably need to get their ears checked if they want to hear my voice more, but uh, <laughs> if they insist, if they want to hear some, some Heroescape content, you know, go to any, any podcast, I imagine, like any site or whatever, what you want to call it, you know, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on, I think, Google Ones. I, I, I don't know all of them, but I do know that you can go to um, our site on Wix, um, our, our high quality, uh, definitely not me in like five <laughs> minutes trying to figure out how to build a website. <laughs> if you need to listen there and you can listen to the casters of Valhalla, um, or the COV as we call it. But, um, unfortunately we can't, you know, the initial name of the, of the convention was actually COV con, but then it looks too close to CovCon, COVID con, you know, it, it was, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> That's so, funny. So, Good call. Yeah, that was wise. So here I am branding yeah. it all over the internet, calling it COVCon, <laughs> like not registering at all because I'm not looking at it, right? I'm just typing it and then ignoring it. And then everybody's responding <laughs> to me like, why Why are you calling it that? That's horrible. So yeah, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> that's a little bit of that's history. <laughs> that's a little bit of history behind the name. But anyways, Castle um Valhalla as in the place that you go, you know, after um, Valhalla is basically like a mythical <laughs> world where everybody in Heroescape fights. And it's obviously gotcha. stolen directly from gotcha. Norse mythology. So, um, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, Captures of Valhalla. Um, we have a number of things. Uh, skip the first two episodes; they're pretty much nonsense. Um, <laughs> and hey, that's like our first forty-six episodes. 
<laughs> I usually tell people to skip to episode four, and then if they like it, to go back at some point. And but like commit, and then go back and listen to one, two, four, three. Exactly, I do the same thing. Um, and yeah. so so we've covered a number of things from like strategy and units to again just like fun stuff. We've done a couple like just hangout style things. You know, we did the meta prediction. We're gonna do a SkeepCon wrap up and looking ahead to SkeepCon two episode at some point. Um, and we're going to have, you know, we're going to start talking about maps on it, you know. So um, we also do fun stuff like the betting. We did the betting live. You know, I basically, uh, you know, said the lines and the people on the cast bet on the lines. And uh, I had to change the lines a couple of <laughs> times and change questions and you know, <laughs> all that yeah. fun stuff. And unlike these fine gentlemen, I don't edit really. So it's like, <laughs> so, so people figured out the lines, you know, they're, they're looking at like the Google sheet, which they, the Google form, which they could fill out, you know, and they're, they're looking at, and they're listening to what I'm saying. They're like, these, don't, these numbers don't match up. <laughs> so <laughs> that's fine. They had their oh, bets man. locked in. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it turns out everywhere awesome. that like did it was just like, no, I didn't listen to that nonsense. It's like, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, awesome. well, it was great having you on, Mike. Uh, we really appreciate you taking time out to talk to Absolutely. us about this awesome event and this awesome game that you that you play and love. So I really appreciate you guys having me on, you know, um, appreciate you reaching out to me, Nelson, at the event. That was awesome. So and I'm glad you came and, you know, I hope I hope you come back out again next year and I hope uh, Dalton, you come out too. And uh check it out so. <laughs> i'll awesome. be there i'll be there well it's great talking with you and cheers yeah cheers, cheers. yeah